0: Welcome to Fearless with Jason Whitlock. I am Jason Whitlock, your host. Happy Tuesday. Thank you for joining me. We have not just an awesome show planned for you today. We have an important show planned for you today. And, and I always tell you guys the show will be awesome. Some shows are more important than others. Today's show, very important. So important that this show will probably linger on the rest of the week in terms of we're going to go back at this topic, I would imagine, again on Wednesday, and we'll do it today with just me setting a foundation uh, for this conversation. And then on Wednesday, we'll circle back to this topic, and I'll invite Delano and Shamika and, Maybe Dave Shannon and Anthony and Virgil and TJ Moore. I'll invite others into this conversation on Wednesday and perhaps again on Thursday. We'll still have Brett Favre and Warren Sapp uh, later this week. Uh, We'll have Liz Wheeler at some point later this week. But today's show is going to be one of the most critical shows we've done. Uh, since I've been here, since you guys have been on this journey with me for the past two and a half years. So I want you to buckle up, put your thinking caps on, settle in. Uh, I need you to uh, tell friends, invite your family. This is an important conversation that I'm going to walk you through today. Hopefully I can do it in an hour, 90 minutes. Uh, But I want you to stick with me because The conversation we're going to have today umbrellas everything we've been talking about for the past two and a half years, and it it points us in a direction of where things are headed in 2024 and why this show is important. And so I want to begin the show by first, you know, thanking uh, one of our great sponsors, uh, and and perhaps my, just keeping it real, perhaps my favorite sponsor. These guys make it possible. So that we can do the type of show we're gonna to do today, and they give us a purpose and, and give us an inspiration. And you guys know I'm talking about preborn. Preborn uh supports our biblical worldview that life begins at conception. And, and that worldview that life begins at conception with the baby in the womb powers our mindset as it relates to life outside the womb. The, the very people that don't believe that life begins inside the womb, the very people who believe life begins once the baby comes out of the womb, and really, even then, they don't really believe it because they consider abortion after birth. They're actually considering that. They have no respect for life. That mindset is at the heart of what's wrong with America. And pre-born is trying to fix that mindset that is at the heart of destroying what has made America great and is moving all of us away from God and a biblical order and a biblical worldview. Preborn, no organization supports the belief that life begins at conception better than pre-born. And that's why we support them. They pres- they provide young women who are considering abortion an ultrasound that ultrasound reveals that baby's heartbeat, reveals that baby's image inside the womb, and women then are twice as likely to keep that baby. $28 is what it costs for an ultrasound. So whether you give $28, $280, $2800, $28000, $28 million, that money goes to pay for ultrasounds, and it directly goes to supporting that woman once she chooses life and helps that baby and that mother get through the first two years of that baby's life outside the womb. We love supporting pre-born. Uh, <clears throat> it gives us a purpose. It supports our worldview. Uh, there's two ways to give. Pound 250, say the keyword baby, pound 250, keyword baby, or go to preborn.com slash fearless. That's preborn.com slash fearless. You guys know how important this is to me. And once you listen to today's show, once you participate in today's show, you'll understand why it's important that we support pre-born and really all of our sponsors, but particularly pre-born as a foundational mindset and worldview that powers us as fearless soldiers. Guys, I need you to support these guys. And I know you hear me talk about it on virtually every show, but it is critical in today's show. Uh, we'll point that out and highlight that even more. So <clears throat> today's show is going to have a, a bit of a different pace. And, and we've had shows pace like this before because I'm trying to unpack a lot of information and give you the foundation for understanding uh, the conversation. And so this show, I'm going to unpack a bunch of information. I'm going to point to you to newspaper articles, TV commercials, Betting odds, the feud going on between Ben Shapiro and Candace Owens. I'm going to unpack a lot of things and then try to bring it all together and explain to you why it's important. And so the theme of this show is about the race war that is transpiring inside of America. And there is a race war. And it, 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 it It's it's not the race war that you think it is. It's it's and again, if you've listened to this show and followed this show, you know that I've been arguing for a long time that that the the left, the the secular crowd is using race to mask and beard their entire agenda. They're using race to distract us from the truth and impose Marxism, authoritarianism, impose the stripping of our freedoms, our fundamental freedom of speech, our second amendment rights. They're, they're using race to uh, front and center transgenderism, the LGBTQ agenda and all of that. The, there's a race war, going on in America. And it's because it's really the only thing, not just the left, but that the establishment, the uniparty, the establishment, the controlled opposition, all race is their primary tool to distract us. And so we have to delve into a deeper understanding of what's going on so that We can see through the distraction and see the real agenda. And and I'm going to start with a New York Times article uh, that came out in the past week. And the the headline of the article is, uh, let me get to it here. Uh, As black voters drift to Trump, Biden allies say they have work to do. And this is a New York Times story. I want to read some of the opening graphs of this New York Times story. Uh, Black voters are more disconnected from the Democratic Party than they have been in decades, frustrated with what many see as inaction on their political priorities and unhappy with President Biden, a candidate they helped lift to the White House just three years ago. New polls by the New York Times and Siena College found that 22% of black voters in six of the most important battleground states said they would support former President Donald Trump in next year's election and 71% would back Mr. Biden. The drift in support is striking, given that Mr. Trump won just 8% of black voters nationally in 2020 and 6% in 2016, according to the Pew Research Center. A Republican presidential candidate has not won more than 12% of the black vote in nearly half a century. Mr. Biden has a year to shore up his standing, but if numbers like these held up across the country in November of 2024, they would amount to a historic shift. No Democratic presidential candidate since the civil rights era has earned less than 80% of the black vote. Story goes on from there. That's a critical story about what's going on in America and what the real agenda and what the desperation is coming from the entire corporate media, corporate political establishment. They're in panic. They've lost control of the race narrative. And so out of desperation, Here we are, basically a year away from the 2024 presidential election. And if those of you that are sports fans like myself, if you've been watching ESPN, they're airing commercials on ESPN about Biden and his support of black people and black voters and all that he's doing. They're doing this. On ESPN, the sports network, the left wing sports network is doing direct advertising to black men on ESPN. And and if you've wondered why I've been so defensive, so calculated, so steadfast in my approach as it relates to No, we're going to talk about the world through a biblical worldview while using the sports, entertainment and culture discussion to talk about the world through a biblical worldview. Because this is where the conversation is moved. This is the arena, the industry, the platforms that are being used to manipulate the American people and distract The American people. And there are forces that want me to move away from the front lines of where the mind control, the mind manipulation, the programming is going on. I'm not going to move, and we're not going to move because I'm going to stay where the people are and where they're engaged and where the enemy is waging its war right here in the sports world. The most powerful force in popular culture is football. It's the only thing that draws consistent, massive ratings in television these days. Nothing else does. That's why there's so much attention, and that's why they've turned their attention on overtaking the sports world. And that's why the sports world is ground zero for the race war. I want to play you uh, the commercial that Joe Biden and the Democratic Party have been playing on ESPN and commercials like this on ESPN directed. And again, who watches ESPN? Men. Men. Who has all the free time uh, in the morning? And Because, again, this commercial I think I saw on Get Up early in the morning. Who's struggling in the job market? Who's at home at this time? Why are they a year out from the election? You just re- I just read you the excerpt from the New York Times, Who's Abandoning the Democratic Party? And they're doing direct advertising a year away from the election, directed at black men who watch ESPN play the commercial. Getting ahead means getting the same chance to succeed as everyone else. It's why, on his first day, President Biden signed an executive order to address racial inequity, working to narrow the racial wealth gap by creating millions of new good-paying jobs and more funding for Black businesses. Biden's also lowering the cost of living, including health premiums, prescription drugs, and the cost of insulin. Getting ahead with the president, Joe Biden, who's putting in the work for Black America. I'm Joe Biden, and I approve this message. That's Joe Biden on ESPN talking to black voters, black men. There is a panic. And there's this fight over black voters. And there's this setup that that they're doing. And if you read the, I can go back, hopefully I can get back to this New York Times story. Let me see. Uh, I want to read you another excerpt from this New York Times story. Uh, The new polling offers an early warning sign about the erosion of Mr. Biden's coalition. Democratic strategists said cautioning that the president will probably lose his reelection bid if he cannot increase his support from this pivotal voting block. A number of the Democratic strategists acknowledge that the downbeat numbers in the battleground states extend extended beyond black voters to the party's core constituencies. One that the Biden campaign campaign had to take steps to improve its standing, particularly with black, Latino and younger voters. So cautioning that the president will probably lose his reelection bid if he cannot increase his support from this Pivotal voting block. What you're seeing is They're laying the groundwork To replace Joe Biden The New York Times A year out Is running trial balloons And setting the stage For the Democratic Party to say Look at these poll numbers Joe Biden He, he can't win re-election The black voters are Running away from him He, he can't win without them Oh, we have a solution for that. Her name is Michelle Obama. This is all a setup to remove Joe Biden as the candidate. And this is what Vivek was talking about at that last Republican election is he wants the Democrats to come out of the closet and say who they're really running for president. Because anybody with a brain can see what direction this is headed. Joe Biden is losing the Democratic base and their key voting zombies, black people, and their solution, their magic bullet is Michelle Obama. I want to show you uh, what Vegas has to say about Michelle Obama and and uh, someone winning the uh, Democrat uh, nomination for the Democrat Party for president in 2024. Uh, put up the graphic of uh, how the voting odds have changed. I believe Michelle Obama is now plus 900. I think if you go back and look a few months ago, she was plus 2800. She is now the second favorite in the Democrat party. Why this move is significant. If you look, but like Trump is minus 450 to uh, get uh, the Republican nomination. It's a foregone conclusion. He's gonna be the Republican nominee. Biden is around plus 300, plus 350. I don't have my, I need glasses. I don't have glasses on. I can't, let me, plus 255. He's, minus 255, I'm sorry. Now, and again, the the they're giving you all the indicators that Biden support is waning. Michelle Obama, Vegas is starting to say, Whoa! Look at Michelle Obama. Let's reduce those odds. I don't want to give some huge payoff because it's headed this direction. We saw the exact same thing start happening with Vegas odds as it related to uh, Donald Trump in 2016. And so the magic bullet to correct the the Democratic Party's problem with black voters is Michelle Obama. And most. Oh, my God. The the magical black queen, the Yas queen, the the ultimate black woman, the most like black woman in the history of the planet, the the greatest black woman to ever be invented. She is the Black Panther. That's what they're setting up. And so this entire. Issue that, that we have going on in America. The left and and the political establishment is so desperate to install the matriarchy. And, and they tried it with Hillary Clinton and it didn't work. It blew up in their face. They've now moved to plan B. Will the American voters reject a black woman? Will they reject the the ability to make history by electing the first black woman to the office of the presidency. And will black people find it so irresistible to give America one more double fingered salute? Here's what they're counting on. Pull up the picture or the video of Bill Burr's wife giving Donald Trump or whoever is photographing Donald Trump, the double finger. That's what they want to do here with Michelle Obama. That's what they're counting on that you and your woman and the black woman and white liberal women and stupid women and stupid men. When they see Donald Trump, that's their emotional response. Give him the finger. And they know the black woman is bolder. That's why they got Letitia James and uh, and that's the woman in New York. And then I can't think of the woman down in Georgia. They got all these black women running around giving Donald Trump the double finger. And Michelle Obama is. For lack of a better description, the ultimate Trump card to pull out and give Donald Trump the middle finger. And they think black men will be put in check by that, that that's the way to get us back in line and to have, and so we're about to be inundated in 2024 and we've been inundated for the last eight, 10 years, but we're about to really, really, really have a serious conversation about race in America. And they're going to set it up again that if you don't vote for Michelle Obama, you're a racist and you will burn in hell and you're a terrible person. This is their plan to install the matriarchy fully. They thought they were going to get it done in 2016 with Hillary Clinton they're doubling down and playing the black Trump card, Michelle Obama in 2024. That's my read on everything. And so, and as people awaken to what's going on, you're going to see a lot more feuds and fights and alliances being broken. And that's where I'm going to take this conversation next. I'm going to talk about what's going on between Ben Shapiro, and Candace Owens. What's going on between the establishment and the rebels? The establishment and the rebels are at war and alliances are being broken over it. I'm going to get into that next, but before I do that, I want to talk to you about a project we've got going on Uh, Here with the blaze for years, Hollywood has been lacking when it comes to stories of redemption. Movies and TV shows have trended towards the anti-hero, the flawed person who makes no effort to change and just becomes worse and worse as the story goes on. Well, here's some great news. The blind. The true story of the Robertson family is now available for purchase on blaze TV. Maybe you've made a mess of your life. Maybe someone you love is in a dark place. Maybe all the above. If you or someone you know feels beyond redemption, you need to watch this movie. You'll see there is always hope, always. The Blind takes you on an incredible journey through the life of Phil Robertson, giving you an intimate look into the man behind the legend and the trials, the triumphs, and the values that have shaped him through the years. While The Blind wasn't a Blaze Media production, since Phil is such a big part of our Blaze TV family, we wanted to make sure you had the opportunity to stream it here. Because it isn't ours, we can't include it as part of the subscription. But if you'd rather purchase it and stream it here rather than Apple and Amazon, we wanted to make sure the opportunity was there. Act now. Don't miss this opportunity to own The Blind, a Phil Robertson story on Blaze TV. Buy it today at blazetv.com slash theblind for just $19.99. That's blazetv.com, The Blind. So, let me walk you through uh, the race war that's going on and the awakening that's going on uh, by turning our attention to what's going on between Candace Owens and Ben Shapiro. Candace has been saying uh, things that are not pro-Zionist. Candace. Uh, For the past two years, starting with the Kanye West fallout uh, with Chase Bank and with the establishment and Kanye West ruffling the feathers of social media and rustling, rustling the feathers of the Jewish elites. Uh, Candace has been ruffling the feathers of Ben Shapiro. And she has been flirting with, and and again, I don't mean that in a negative way. I'm just being factual. She's been flirting with being labeled anti-Semitic because she didn't immediately run away from Kanye West. And now with the conflict going on in Israel between Israel and Palestine, Israel and Hamas. She has been not on board fully With Ben Shapiro's agenda. And she has not pledged allegiance uh, to the crowd that that Israel can do no wrong and Jewish people can do no wrong. She has not pledged allegiance to that group. And she has said things that she believes that Ben believes are unsophisticated, a fallacy, false in his mind. Dangerous. I get it. The guy is very tight with Benjamin Netanyahu. The guy spends a lot of time in Israel. The guy has uh multiple loyalties. He loves America, but he loves Israel too. And maybe he loves America, he loves Israel, and he loves America too. Candace is a bit more America first. She only has one loyalty. She doesn't have a two country loyalty. And so she's been saying things that people uh, that are hyper pro Israel don't like. I I can't I don't know or understand or, or have a full understanding of whether she's truthful or not or accurate or not. I told you all from the very beginning of this, I got a bit of a wait and see approach with everything we've been through so much in the last 20 some odd years. I don't know what to believe about anything when it comes to these military conflicts, when it comes to these terrorist assaults. I don't know what to think. And I've taken some criticism for uh, not hopping on board and just saying, hey, let's blow Hamas and Palestinians completely off the map. I've taken a more wait and see approach and I've been accused of some of the same things that Candace has. But I find it interesting and uh, concerning that Ben Shapiro at a gathering, uh, I think, of Jewish supporters, he went directly at Candace Owens and, and called her. Either irresponsible, let's play the clip. Let's play the clip of Ben Shapiro attacking
1: Candace Owens. Yes, uh, and then the question is about Candace Owens. I think her behavior during this into Without attack. I, have, I, I can't, Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I think she's been absolutely disgraceful. I think that, I think that her, her faux sophistication on these particular issues has been ridiculous. It's not faux sophistication; it's ridiculous. Everybody can see the moves that she's making and the things that she's saying, I and I find it
0: And so, <clears throat> want to be clear here because I know I'm going to be judged on all these comments. I, I, I'm not an expert on any of this. I don't know. If what Candace, if her position's right, if Ben Shapiro's right or whatever. But I'm not seeing a debate about who's right and who's wrong. I'm seeing the policing of someone's thoughts and I'm seeing an ad hominem attack on Candace Owens. Not an argument of, hey, here's why she's wrong or here's why we disagree. I'm hearing a what she said is disgraceful. And. And. I think is disreputable, I think he said. uh that's not an argument. That's an emotion. That's emoting. That's a personal attack. And so as a man, I I sit back and 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 at the moment, I have to choose Candace's side because I have not heard her do any attack on Ben Shapiro. I've heard her argue her side of the argument, whether it's right or wrong. And so I say, engage in the debate, engage in the discussion. But when you're the owner of the platform and you're calling someone who has a partnership deal or works on your platform and you're calling them disgraceful, (sighs) it's hard for me to side with Ben Shapiro. And I know that won't be a popular opinion among uh, the Ben Shapiro fans who who watch this show. And and so I I just got to call balls and strikes where I see them. And, And it's an indication what's going on with Ben Shapiro and Candace Owens is part of what I'm calling a race war, but it's really an awakening that's going on that people are uncomfortable with. The establishment is uncomfortable with. People, what we're seeing from black men is an awakening like, hey, man, this leftist stuff, this matriarchy stuff doesn't really work for us. Hey, maybe we should get on board with Trump. And people are very uncomfortable with that. And we're seeing the Democratic Party start to do some really desperate things. Hey, we're going to start advertising on ESPN directly to black men and tell them, here's what Joe Biden did for you. You just don't understand. And what they're really going to do is play Michelle Obama. Run her out there and then make black women look at black men and say, if you don't vote for Michelle Obama, I hate your guts. I'm never sleeping with you again. I'm going to put you out of this house. You're a sellout. You're an Uncle Tom. You better support Michelle Obama. That's the gun. They want to raise to black men to get them back on board with the matriarchy. They want to play the race card. And then as it relates to what's going on with Jews and black people, this conversation, the breakup of this alliance has been going on for the past three to five years, if not longer. But, But we're seeing all these public feuds and wars. We saw it with Kanye West. We saw it with Kyrie Irving. We we saw Kyrie Irving get suspended from the NBA for retweeting the link of a movie. The man got suspended from the NBA for retweeting the link to a movie. He offered no comment of any substance. He retweeted the link to a movie that that allegedly uh, is anti-Semitic. People didn't offer proof. They just said it was anti-Semitic. I wouldn't watch the movie or as much of it as I could. It's really long. It's really boring. It's a really harmless movie. But Kyrie Irving got suspended over it. And then Dave Chappelle did a comedy bit where he talked about his relationship with Jewish people in Hollywood. And he did jokes around this space Jews that really irritated people. And next thing you know, Dave Chappelle's in the crosshairs because there's this uncomfortable conversation being had as people and particularly as black people who have been the pets, the the lab rats of the progressive left, for 60 straight, 70 straight years, as black people start, like, black men in particular start, hey, what's going on here? Hey, maybe this doesn't work for me. Everybody gets real uncomfortable and everybody starts taking action to put people back in their place, back in line. And so Kanye, Chase Banks gonna set you down, Kyrie, we're suspending you and we're going to start calling Dave Chappelle an anti-Semite and we're going to start calling him a transphobe and we're going to make him very uncomfortable because we got to send a message out to the masses. You don't get to think what you want. You don't even get to watch whatever movie you want to watch. You don't get to retweet links to whatever movie you want to watch. And Candace Owens. You can't say whatever you want about the conflict in Israel and Palestine. You can't say, because I think what she really got in trouble, what I, is like uh, genocide is always bad or something like that. She put out some tweet. It, she, she never named a country. She just put out, hey, genocide is always bad. You don't get to do that. You're disgraceful. And your time here at The Daily Wire is likely coming to an end. This is because mindsets are being changed. There's an awakening going on. People are starting to understand, particularly black people, what game has been played on them and is continuing to be played on them. And and black men are snapping out of it. And the progressives, the secular left is going to use the black woman to get the black man and black people back in line. That's the race war that's going on. And I want to go a cut deeper on what's going on between black people and Jewish people and and why this conflict is happening and what's really powering this conflict. So I want to play you uh, a couple of clips back to back. Hip hop and little black kids. And so the first one is somebody threw a party for little black kids and and I want you to listen to the music being played and look at how the behavior of these kids and I'm going to connect all this here and but let's play that clip.
1: No smoke, no smoke. Yeah.
0: So that, that's little kids in front of a group of black adults dancing around to some little hip-hop song while either waving toy guns or real guns, either fake money or real money. It looks like there some kind of fake dope on the table. It's just tiny little, look like five, six, seven-year-old kids mimicking the gangster rap behavior. And the adults are all standing around with the rap music playing. We're watching people pour poison down the minds of little kids. And, and I want to show you a group of like preschoolers or kindergartners, and, and a teacher that's having all the little kids come up and, and do some little rap song or what their favorite song is and I want you to listen to what these little black kids are repeating back. Play the clip.
1: What's your song? I'm at top, to go red. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> Can at my red light? No. Go ahead. He is e, you're trying to see me, you're trying to see me, you're trying to say what's up. tee C- hey, you're you trying to say see- what's up. Downtown, I'm down. going downtown. Ooh, all right. Say girl. Ooh. 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 That's how you know? Bye. Oh, excuse me. Sing me your favorite song. Ooh. I said, you look good out. No makeup, no lashes, even your makeup. Ooh. Pardon me. Oh. Work, oh. The p- oh. 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 It, Pats, oh. Oh. The plattery, oh. Like hair, oh. Life, oh. Face, so oh. Did oh. this this
0: that the last video or the last child for those of you that are just listening over Apple or whatever. She, she's moving her body and hips. And this is like, this looks like a three or four year old, maybe even two. But she's moving her body like a stripper. And a teacher's, ooh, ooh, and cheering this on. A teacher at preschool or what, whatever this is. And we heard the other little girls, they were doing Pound Town, the sexy red song. Ski Yee, the sexy red song. This is poison being poured down the throats and the minds of little children. And and when I retweeted this stuff, put a little comment out about both of these videos and the instant reaction, not from everybody, but from enough people. Is oh, Jason. You won't call out who's financing, who's responsible for that music. All you want to do, Jason, is demonize black culture and black people, but you won't call out who's financing. And, and why this is important is because as a part of this awakening that's going on with black people, their immediate reaction to hip hop culture and this gangster sexualized rap music. There's no disagreement anymore about that. This is poison. This is toxic. This is satanic. Virtually everybody cops to that. The deflection now is, and the reaction now is who's paying for it and who's benefiting from it. And will you talk about them? And when they, they talking about them, what they're talking about are secular Jews. And we've talked about it on this show. And and people, oh, Whitlock's afraid. I'm, I'm not afraid. Every issue gets discussed on this show, and I don't care if it irritates people. I don't care what people call me. It all gets discussed. And we've been talking about it for years on this show, and I've been writing about it 25, 30 years? You can go back and look at my stuff at the Kansas City Star. And I liked, I used to like rap music. But the entire time that I liked it, I was questioning it publicly. Calling it out publicly for years. Everybody loves to say I've gotten brand new. I have not gotten brand new. Go look in 2007, the Don Imus situation with the nappy-headed hoes and the Rutgers basketball players, and what did I immediately write in 2007 or 2006, whenever that happened, I can't remember, but what did I immediately write? Hey, what are we doing? Mad at Don Imus? Have you listened to rap music? This is crazy. The names we're calling each other. The, The way we're portraying ourselves and demonizing ourselves in rap music, and I'm supposed to care about Don Imus? And again, I was on... Oprah Winfrey talking about that very issue in 2007. I have not gotten brand new. I've been saying the exact same thing throughout my entire career. This stuff is poison. And yes, can some people handle the poison and it doesn't kill them? Yes, some people can handle the poison. But many people can't, and it's no different than fast food. We got guys here in this studio, they can handle fast food. I can't. It's obvious. Fast food is a poison for me. I can't deal with it. It's a drug that I abuse. And so I've had to leave it alone and go cold turkey, and I'll never sit up and, and and lie to you and tell you yeah, fast food. It's good for you. It's harmless. It's this. No, it's not. It's toxic. It's poison. And that's what rap music is. And for black people, many of them has said the number one dealers of this rap toxic culture are secular Jews. And their mind immediately goes there. And so th- this, dispute, this issue that's going on between blacks and Jews, it relates directly to, and and again, I don't want to come across like I have some vendetta or some attack on Ben Shapiro. I'm just going to speak facts here. People like Ben Shapiro are very comfortable, and I applaud them for being very comfortable about talking about the problems in black culture. I applaud him for talking about it. But what people are saying is no different than, uh, the people have said white people have said about Al Sharpton. When you're going to have smoke Al Sharpton for the problems within the black community. And, and so what people are saying to Ben Shapiro and what black people are saying to religious Jewish people, when you gonna have some public smoke for these secular Jews that have built this toxic culture that profits off the debauchery, the degradation of black people. We want shows built around that and s- We want you calling out the people in the music industry, in Hollywood who have built a system that places black people in the most degenerate, negative, immoral, uh, role and lane that can be created. We want you to call out liar Cohen. We want you to call out the music industry and the people pulling the strings that are empowering these idiots, these criminals, and placing them at the front of black culture. I do it on a daily basis. I, I'm talking. About, I call out my own people, black people. Or again, I really don't believe in that own people thing. But anyway, you understand my conversation. I'm willing to call out black people for our bad behavior. That's why I'm comfortable calling out the people pulling the strings behind the scenes, the people making the real money off of this music. I'm an equal opportunity critic. I will police my people and the people exploiting my people. That's as we awaken as, as black people start going, Hey, what's really going on here? The democratic party and this whole matriarchy, what's really going on here? This toxic culture, this lane we've been shoved into in popular culture who's really benefiting, who's profiting. We want those questions answered. And as those questions get asked and answered, there will be a split. There will be alliances that have been in place for years that will fall apart. And they are falling apart. And, and, I'm going to take this up another notch, another level, another layer to this conversation. And and I'm going to use Dr. Umar Johnson to take us there. Uh, And and then we're going to expand the conversation even more and connected more to what we're doing here on this show. And why I've been so defensive about what it is we're doing here on this show. Before I do that, I want to talk to you guys about a new uh, sporting apparel uh, company that's Christian based. Unitas, the sports and lifestyle apparel industry has been dominated for years by companies with woke agendas. Companies that use your dollars to push ideologies you don't agree with. Unitas is the alternative. It's a new clothing company founded by NBA player, Jonathan Isaac, that offers a values based alternative for stylish and high quality sports and lifestyle apparel. But it's more than cool clothes. Unitas is a growing community and movement, bringing people together in support of traditional values like faith, family, and freedom. When you shop Unitas, you're building an alternative economy that is necessary for the future of our country. Later this month, Jonathan is launching his first signature sneaker under Unitas called Judah One. This will be the first ever signature shoe to feature a Bible verse on the exterior, inspiring you to live out your faith with boldness. Let's all commit to supporting Unitas with our dollars. To shop Unitas and sign up for exclusive access to the Judah One, visit WeAreUnitas, U-N-I-T-U-S.com. That's weareuniteds.com. Make sure to use the promo code blaze1. That's the number one, not the word spelled out, blaze1, uh, to get uh, your shipping costs reduced at checkout. That's weareuniteds.com. promo code blaze1. I want to transition in this conversation. I want to play you a clip from Dr. Umar Johnson. He, he's, <clears throat> I, I don't want to call him... Uh, Malcolm X, because he's not that. But <clears throat> he he is, you know who he, he he's tiny bit Marcus Garvey. And for those of you who don't know Marcus Garvey, he's a tiny bit, he's a, a watered down, and I don't mean that negatively, I'm just mean he's not attached to the Nation of Islam. He's a watered down Louis Farrakhan. He he's a off-brand uh actually a more articulate, smarter version of Al Sharpton. Uh, has more integrity than Al Sharpton. Now, there's some hustle to Dr. Umar, and for I'm talking to those of you that uh, don't know who he is. There's many of you that know exactly who he is. Uh, but <clears throat> Dr. Umar, there's many black people that know who Dr. Umar is. I'm speaking uh, mostly to the white audience or people that don't, move in those lanes. But Dr. Lamar comes on the Breakfast Club and he's kind of like the younger version of, again, but more integrity than Al Sharpton. Anyway, I want to play you a clip because this guy's important to the culture. He's the guy that goes on the Breakfast Club. He's the guy that rappers engage with. He's the guy that's a part of the culture while still maintaining the integrity to call out the culture. And and these comments that I'll play here speak to the awakening that's going on as it relates to hip hop and this pivot we're seeing with black men. Let's play the clip. Hip hop has been
1: around for 50 years. Not a single hospital, not a single school, not a single bank, not a single supermarket, not a single distribution company how can we call hip-hop a blessing to the black community with that type of money being made off of our culture and the community doesn't benefit from it at all so you come to the community and give out a few turkeys you come to the community and give out a few pairs of sneakers you come to the community and you throw a couple parties and in exchange for some damn turkeys and chickens and some sneakers You push death and destruction on our children for a living and we're supposed to be okay with that because you dropped off some clothes and some turkeys. It's not acceptable. Until hip hop begins to be a blessing for the black community, hip hop is an agent of white supremacy. And then the rapper will say, well, we didn't invent violence. You're right. You didn't invent violence. There was gang banging before hip hop okay there was drug dealing before hip hop there was black on black crime before hip hop but let me tell you where hip hop is guilty hip hop glamorized it hip hop glorified it hip hop put a spotlight on negative aspects of black culture
0: what he just said publicly very important and it 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 hammers home this cultural shift, this awakening, this movement that I've been talking about and we've been talking about on this show. And, And this show and what we've been doing is trying to reprogram the way men think. All men but in particular how black men think we've been trying to remove the scales off of people's eyes so that they can talk about the reality and what's really going on and what's really impacting us. And, and you can have that conversation all off in the political world and never reach your target audience or you can have that argument and discussion in the world where people exist and live and can understand the conversation. That's why Umar is talking about hip hop because it's very accessible to young people. It's very accessible to black men. That's why I talk about football and sports. It's very accessible to men. It's very accessible to casual people, casual followers of the culture. They know all the reference points. They know who I'm talking about. They, they can relate to Dion or LeBron James or rappers. This is where they move the conversation. This is where they control our mindset. And so it's very important to have that conversation within the culture To explain to people like, hey, here's what's really going on. And this is how it applies to everything else. This is how you reprogram and teach people to think in a more biblical, healthy way. And it's working. I'm looking at Dr. Umar Johnson articulate, again, what many people have known for 30 solid years. Hip hop and all of its alleged importance to the rise of black people. It's all a myth and a lie. Hip hop and hip hop artists, Jay-Z, P Diddy, none of, again, what Umar said, have any of them built anything sustainable that benefits the communities they exploit? Have they opened a hospital, a school, anything, a bank, all these millions of dollars? Are they giving out loans? Are they opening businesses? Are they using their money to educate people? Or have they created the impression and or the reality of what they're doing is they take their money and buy cars, dope, jewelry, and women. And have they modeled a behavior for young people that if you get money, what you should do is buy cars, dope, jewelry, and women. Black men's minds are starting to open and I want to open our minds fully all men's minds fully to what's going on. And I I don't know how much more time I'm going to need uh, to unpack this extra or not extra, just to, to put in full perspective what this show is about, why what we're doing is important, and how it involves and connects all of us that are believers. But that's what I'm going to do here for the remainder of this show. I I want to uh, take care of one more great sponsor before I I move into this final element. I want to talk about uh, some facts we need to deal with. That The AARP does not represent the values of conservative American seniors. Last year, 95% of their funding went to Democrats. So tell me how that represents you. It definitely doesn't. Fortunately, there's a conservative alternative. AMAC, the Association of Mature American Citizens, proudly champions Americans' rights to free speech, religious liberty, and the Second Amendment. It's only $16 a year. $16 a year, and you can divorce yourself from AARP that does not represent you, actually works against you. $16 a year, and you can hop on board with AMAC. AMAC is the leading conservative advocacy and benefits organization and defends parents' rights to protect their children. They're also fighting to restore America's election integrity as well. AMAC is pushing back against the efforts to defund our police, weaken our borders, and indoctrinate and corrupt our youth. With more than two million members nationwide, AMAC is pro-faith, pro-family, and pro-freedom, but they can't do it alone. Joining gives you access to special low rates on cell phones and plants, health and wellness products, travel and lodging, vision, dental and prescription drugs. So join today. Let's send AARP a strong message that they don't represent conservative seniors. Join AMAC today at amac.us slash fearless. That's amac.us forward slash fearless. (sighs) So. We're waking up, men are, particularly black men, but I need everybody to fully wake up. And, and there's, there's this thing going on in what is called the Manosphere. And the Manosphere uh, is a conversation that's being held over YouTube and over, over social media uh, platforms where men have been discussing the world and culture and society as it relates to supporting male leadership and the patriarchy. Kevin Samuels was a big star of the Manosphere. Kevin Samuels unfortunately died about a year ago, maybe a little more than a year ago. big star of the Manosphere and opened a lot of Black men's mind and men's mind to like, hey, uh, there's a problem between you and your woman. The black man and the black woman are at odds with each other. There's a fight and there's a. uh, Disconnect from the natural order, a rejection of male leadership. And so. When I started the show talking about the race war, it's just a beard for the gender war. That's what this entire thing is about. This is a battle of the sexes. This is about the patriarchy versus the matriarchy. You can see the emasculation of men and the promotion of the matriarchy throughout the entire sports world. Why do you think they're emasculating football and trying to create roles for every woman on the planet? She can referee. She can coach. She can be the executive. She can be the commentator. The woman must be injected into all male spaces. We've just got to make America and the world more feminine. How is that biblically sound? How is that consistent with a biblical worldview? Who did God give dominion to everything that creepeth and crawleth on the planet? It wasn't Eve. And so Women and uh, emasculated men have decided, you know what the problem with the world is? is It's men. And if we can just feminize this whole thing, all our problems will go away. And I've been saying on this show, and I don't care if you don't like it, it's just factual. If you want to see what the matriarchy looks like in action, If you want to see what a matriarchal culture will look like and behave like look at American blacks and what passes for black culture, that's the matriarchy black people. We have been moved into a matriarchal culture. Our kids are out of control. They're not making progress academically. They're not getting married. They're not properly raising their kids. They have bought into radical materialism. They think they need to fuss and fight and argue with the police at every turn. We're ruled by emotion because we have a matriarchal culture. And they want to install that matriarchal culture on the rest of America. And they're doing it because white folks have their issues too. Their kids are running wild. Their kids are having gender dysphoria and asking for gender mutilation and rejecting a, a, a biblical view and rejecting God's design for them and say, no, I'm God. I get to decide what gender I am. I get to decide who I am. Their kids are spinning off the rails as well. It's just where the matriarchy has totally taken over in the black community, the problems are more acute and more obvious. We have a gender war going on in America, and people are waking up to it. And asking themselves, who is really meant to lead here? And the secular crowd. And the establishment crowd. They want you to believe that not Nikki Haley, Michelle Obama, Hillary Clinton, Stacey Abrams, Kamala Harris, Katanji Brown Jackson. She can't even define what a woman is. No, they should lead. And your woman and you are so divorced from a biblical worldview. You're not man enough to stand up to this insanity and say, no, baby, I'm not going for that. I was put here to lead. And so they're going to play this race card and they're going to continue to make race and racism front and center and the object of all discussion to blind you to the fact that now what this really is about is man versus woman and who's going to have dominion over the earth. And your woman who may, Oh, I voted for Trump. Oh, I'm conservative. She may be weak on this issue. She may have bought the hype. She may be a tiny bit pregnant and you know, you can't be a tiny bit pregnant. Either you're pregnant or you're not. So either you're an anti-feminist or you're a feminist. You can't be a little bit feminist. Either you're going to submit to what's in the Bible and a biblical worldview And you're going to follow the leadership of men who are willing to follow the leadership of God. I'm not telling you to follow any old man. I'm telling you to follow men who are willing to follow the leadership of God. And that's where we as men have failed. That's where Jason Whitlock has failed. I've undermined my own ability to lead because I was unwilling to follow God. And that's what this entire show and basically the entire last five, seven years of my life has been about getting in alignment with God, pivoting from all the debauchery and foolishness and cleaning up the mess of my life so that I am worthy of being followed. And that's what this show is about. Cleaning yourself up so that you're worthy of being followed. So that when you put your foot down in your house, you're on firm footing because you know you're following God and you will not tolerate any pushback or lip. Because you're standing with God and that will give you a firmness. Not here, baby. You can take that BS someplace else. We ain't doing that. That's not consistent with what God wants. And so I am, and I'm asking you, take all the slings and arrows that are going to come your way for standing with God. It's the only way to fix and save what's coming. And there, and, and you're going to have to be, So grounded in his word, so grounded in your beliefs, that as things get crazier and crazier, you start seeing, well, oh, look at Candace and and Ben Shapiro, they've fallen out, and I don't know what to think, I don't know what to do, and, and oh, that's ugly, and blah, blah. As you see the establishment get very uncomfortable with people waking up, as you see the establishment get very uncomfortable when you say, Hey, miss me with all that racism BS. When you see people start questioning your allegiance to the black cause, you're going to be so grounded in the word and so standing on such solid ground. You go, Are you crazy? That, that what you're talking about is not biblically sound. The Bible talks about a battle between good and evil. And the Bible talks about Eve and Adam having a falling out and Eve pulling Adam a direction that led to all of our fall. And that men have to be responsible enough to take control of themselves and get their actions, behaviors, and beliefs in alignment so that we're worthy of being followed. And so when I hear people who don't repent of their obvious flaws, flaws that everybody can see, flaws that they, They'd have to be retarded not to see in themselves and they won't talk about them. They won't repent from them. They won't confess them and they pretend they're judge and jury and they get to decide who's a good person, who's a bad person and follow me. And I'm the most MAGA person and I'm this and I'm that. Whoever's not cleaning whatever man you see that's not cleaning up his own life. He can't help us. He's too compromised. He's too easily controlled by his own failures, by his own irresponsibility. Probably a double agent because that's how they control all of these people. When you won't confess your sins, when you won't cop to them, when you won't admit that you're compromised, that's how they compromise you. This, What I'm doing here, and the reason why I talk about myself, and the reason why I confess all the insanity and stupidity and debauchery and immorality that I've done, and still think about doing, it's a strategy, because I don't want the puppet masters to get their hooks in me and then control me. And then the next thing you know, I'm voting for Biden and I'm leading black lives matter rallies and I'm pretending like I'm the strongest person in the world that's, that's, you know, I'm the ultimate judge and jury and I should be leading. I, I'm not worthy. We all need to get worthy and take those steps to get right if we want to lead. If we want to be able to tell the people that are going to spend all of 2024 convincing you that you're racist, you're a sellout, America is defined by racism, and uh, oh God, if you're an evangelical you're the problem. If you want to be able to tell them all to F off, get yourself right. If you really want to help America, if you really want to help us stop this evil, that's you got to open your eyes. This isn't a black white issue. This is a man woman issue. This is a patriarchy versus the matriarchy issue. You need to pick your side by your gender. Again, I, again the, the the it's in the go read Genesis. They didn't have a racial dispute in the garden. They had a man-woman dispute. And so I'm I want to partner up with men who are believers. I want to partner up with men who are believers, who are willing to put their beliefs into action. Not just have these beliefs and then, well, I'll get to it a year when it's safe a year from now or two years from now or 10 years from now or after someone else has fixed it. As men, we have to come together. And, and we're not anti-women. We're actually pro-women. But we just understand the nature of women. And I can remember when I, when I, really it was about 10 years ago, 10, 12 years ago, I, 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 I got on this journey and on this kick because I discovered this dude, Chronicles of Judah. And I was listening to his stuff on the internet and I was like, "Man, this dude's interesting." And he was saying things, and he really, really politically incorrect things. He basically called women little children with big breasts. Like, wow, that's that's a lot. And it, it was more for stick, or you know, but but it opened my eyes. And 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 it's like now, in retrospect, I was like, "Wow, I see where this dude is coming from in terms of like." Men are hiding. We're rejecting responsibility. I know that's what I was doing. I I was, I used to tell people the key to happiness is a lack of responsibility. And a lack of responsibility is actually the key to immorality and chaos. Man is built for responsibility. And my rejection of responsibility, the responsibility of a family and kids, thinking, oh, that was going to make me happy. This life isn't about happiness as man has defined it. Because man thinks, oh, man, happiness is me getting drunk on a Friday, getting a little oral sex from my wife or girlfriend, going to the movies and watching a football game and winning my bet. That that makes me happy. Happiness is defined by expectations and what you define as happiness. And and, and what I've figured out, if we're going to save this country, if we're ever going to move the country in a place where kids are safe again, where kids can be happy. For an adult man, happiness is defined by being in alignment and pleasing God. That's what makes me happy today. What used to make me happy, just keeping it real, was a 15-minute roll on a craps table in Las Vegas and then hitting spearmint rhino, preferably with my girlfriend. That's what used to make me happy. That's not happiness. That's stupidity. That's irresponsibility. That's how you get where we are today. With little kids being harassed by drag queens. With little kids getting surgeries to get their uh, uh, private parts mutilated. So. That's what I wanted to. Unpack today. I'm gonna have more to say on this tomorrow. I'm not sure if I covered and got to everything that I, that I wanted to, but I'm gonna invite others into the conversation tomorrow. But guys, we we have a spiritual battle, good versus evil battle, uh, matriarchy versus patriarchy battle. We're they're going to spend the next year trying to tell you we got a race war. And races that no, that's not it. That's a distraction. That's a gimmick. That's a ploy to get you to install Michelle Obama and the matriarchy as leaders of the free world. Last thing, and I'm, I keep the, the point of this show, I'm trying to put you ahead of the conversation. I can remember now. I'm going to pick this up tomorrow. I'm gonna pick it up tomorrow. That, that, that's all I want to say tomorrow. Today, play some tomorrow. We'll see you tomorrow.
1: Nothing in life like freedom Came like a fighter, striking like a ladder Making all this moves for freedom I want freedom No negotiation, my system, no relation We all just wanna have freedom Sitting on the corner, never been alone I'll break my back For freedom Bless, we are living, get back We are receiving all deceiving We all wanna be free We want freedom I just want I wanna be I just want